Why, you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? You might want to buckle up, baby. I just assumed it's a woman. we go ladies and gentlemen episode 54 of the scruffy looking podcasters today is december 3rd 2018 we are on episode again 54 holy cow unbelievable 54 episodes so i am one of your co-hosts jimmy dice with me we have ed what's up ed Uh, that's me and we got a buddy kev what's up kev where are your nuclear vessels Good man, good man. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, slash scruffypodcasters. Uh, follow us on Twitter at scruffypodcasts. Follow me, James, at Hebert207. Ed at scruffyedb. Kev at KPG. KEPG? Kev at KPG1974. You'd think I'd get this down by now. Leave us some reviews on iTunes. Send us in some emails. Even if they're bad emails, we just won't read them. So you'll never know if we get them or not. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much. So our week of Star Wars. Uh, I'll uh, we'll start with Kev. Kev, what's your week of Star Wars like? Where are your nuclear vessels? Yeah, dude. I hear you. Right? Sounds like an amazing week. It's a pretty good week. Yeah, pretty good week. Uh, so my week, um, I went back to right back to my house, the homestead, birthplace of my childhood, or something like that. Uh, I picked up the old um, Glue Micro Machine book box sets. Ooh, nice! Remember those? Yeah, yep. They had the uh, the Truce at Bakora. They had Heir to the Empire, and. Um, Oh, God, what was the, oh uh, uh, Jedi Search. First yeah. of the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin Anderson. Back when they really appreciated the books, right? Back when they really <laughs> appreciated the books. I mean, they have a book here. Hold on. I, I, need, I need to grab this. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so excited. So is Kev. Where are your nuclear vessels? Mm-hmm. Yep, he is so excited. So, <clears throat> so first book we have... <clears throat> New York Times bestseller, Star Wars, True Sepakora. It's the original novel by Catherine Tires, the novel uh, graphic on the front. Really cool. Look inside for authentic vehicles and figures from this novel. I open it up. And on the inside flap is the uh, back part of the actual novel. And uh, inside is like these little plastic figures. So we have a TIE fighter. We have a Gariel Captison. Um, who's one of the uh, uh, protagonists of the story. Dev Sibwara, uh, the Flurry, which is the carrier that was used. 
this was like a starfighter carrier but we also saw that at the end i think it was season three or season four of rebels um that was one of the rebel ships remember that it had like all the tie bomber or y wings and shit like that in it mm. um blue scale which is just some rando alien and the uh, shriwear which is the uh or shriwear or shriwer or whatever um the uh sea rook um ship that was there sucking up the blood and souls of everybody else anyways next one uh nice. star wars heir to the empire what i said nice that's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really exciting. Uh, so we have Heir to the Empire, similar thing. Front cover uh, graphic, inside flap is the back side of the book. We got Wedge Antilles, Rebel Pilot, Lady Luck, uh, Lando ship, the Skipper Blast Boat, Blast Boat, Mar Jade with Luke's uh, lightsaber. Uh, we have Imperial Star Destroyer, which is probably uh, meant to be the Chimera, and Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> Best ever. Yes. And then the last book, the last of the three that they did, a trilogy, if you will, uh, Jedi Search, uh, the uh, the Sun Crusher, Admiral Dalla, the Z ninety five Headhunter, Kip Duron, Tie Interceptor, and Morth Duel. Morth Duel was the or Dooley, however you want to pronounce it, was the um, like the facilitator of the uh, the guy in charge of the Kessel mining operation or Kessel and I remember he had a bunch of people frozen in carbonite like at the moment before their death in his office and those were all oh, of his enemies I remember that right I right oh my god and he would like walk around and like tell us like oh yeah I fed this one like flesh eating flesh eating insects or something like that and whatever but oh, uh, yeah they should do that the, in live uh, action huh they should do that in live action. That'd be a sweet antagonist. You know, it would be cool to do live action, but I tell you what, wouldn't be cool live action. And really, what ruined Star Wars for me? One of the things it's never really ruined it for me. But the Sun Crusher. God, what a oh, just yeah. what a joke. What a joke. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my week in Star Wars. How about you, Ed? Uh, not too much. My work. This is kind of an Are you kidding me? But my work <laughs> did a uh, between the departments in my office. We competed in doing a Christmas decorations in the in our rooms, you know, cubicles, etc. Oh, cool! And on my cubicle, I brought in my <coughs> snowspeeder and my Han on the Tauntaun, and <laughs> I I mean I had a scout trooper on a bike, but there was like a snow, I had like a little snow setting, you know what I mean? Like there's that snow stuff oh yeah, yeah the uh, like the cotton yeah 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 cotton, cotton stuff. stuff or whatever and then uh, i put actually- yeah i put that uh empire uh <clears throat> empire strikes back scene with uh luke and vader on the in the catwalk over in bespin you know oh heard the lightsabers extended i put that on the edge you know cause same movie but scout trooper was kind of out of place but still look cool and even the judge came by he's like oh that's really cool he likes star wars he likes star wars no we didn't win i thought that would have been it you know like you saw that done win yeah but they'd be showing favoritism it's like oh so he's a star wars geek and someone would get offended and then you could never have them in the office again (sighs) wait you know i like i like totally flaunt my Star Wars. I have like my Funko Pops all around me. <laughs> I know you showed me the picture. I was like, Jesus Christ, man! 
hey, I get to see them every day now instead of like every other day in the basement. You know, this is true. Right? This is true. Yeah, because, I mean, I wish I could look at my shit all the time, but I can't. Yeah. Fucking life is what it is. And I think we lost because we didn't give the judges cookies. I'm pretty sure that's why they won. The other department won. Could you have, like, concocted up some sort of medicinal thing inside the cookie just to make them delusional or, like... Some mood-altering substance? Yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kev knows all about that. Where are your nuclear vessels? Oh, yeah, dude. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Huge, huge. The uh, Star Trek... I'm thinking Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, like, Mm. something that could make them very susceptible to suggestion. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's do. kind of our um that's kind of our week in Star Wars folks. Um again, Kev with the uh low man on the totem pole not really having anything, right? Kev, what do you have to say to that? Where are your nuclear vessels? I don't know where they are, Kev, but you know what? Who cares? Right. Um so uh shall we roll into the Hoyle hitting me? Yes. So this is a segment where we take anything in Star Wars, current event, past event, making of, not making of, that makes one say Are you kidding me? Just as Sharut says it. Uh, so here we go. Here we are. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it will come up. Thank you, Palp. I love his quotes. Um, Palpitation. So this one is a current event thing. Um, I got this through our Jedi, Jedi News. <clears throat> Where we get a lot of our stuff from. We love them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jedi News. Whoop. Yeah. And they got this. So they, I guess the original source is the Daily Telegraph. And it is a study they did about what movie is m- the most influential film. So everyone's immediately like, ooh, New Hope should be up there. Right? Mm-hmm. So researchers at the University of Turin have developed a computer program spelled P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. Hello, computer. That's for you, Kev. Where are your nuclear vessels? That measures the success of a film not by box office takings or positive reviews, but by how many times is it, it is referenced in other films and how many spinoffs it's engendered. So I have a question before we continue further. Do you yes. think that is a fair assessment judging a greatness of a movie? Depends on how they get the data. But <coughs> uh, it's a very intriguing assessment that I would, if done well, would value, yes. I mean, would, I mean that seems like a really unique like search factor. Like, how many times has this been referenced in other movies? Right. Well, it I mean, seems like a really, I mean, it's a precise, yeah, accurate measurement too. Like, it's not something that, oh, it's about this or about that. Like, we know how many movies have been out there, mostly. Well, it's something that can ebb and flow. Like, like it can go like decades and then suddenly be really popular later. Right, and it can come back again. And I mean, we are in the generation of remakes right now. Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins. Yay! <laughs> God, yeah, I know. Although I'm, ex- I'm pretty excited for Lion King. Did you see that trailer? 
I did the uh, basically one for one live action shot of the uh, cartoon. Yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> wow, Ed, that is. I am I so offended it. right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. So offended. But anyway, I almost shed a tear watching that one. <clears throat> so back to the study. They assessed more than forty-seven thousand films and found that the Wizard of Oz. Not in Kansas anymore. Judy Garland. Yeah top the list it was followed by yours truly the original star wars film and then alfred hitchcock's psycho <clears throat> that seems like a very interesting grouping right there like there's nothing there's nothing intertwining about any of those films right right and well you got you got some wide range of like yearage that's a weird so you got the wizard of oz in 1939 coming out yeah you heard. got star wars obviously in 1977 you got psycho in 1960 so yeah. wizard of oz has had like three to four decades of advantage you know head start if you will true very true but i think if you're looking at the uh, if you're looking at if you're looking at by the numbers the fact that Psycho and Star Wars are in second and third, I mean, that means that it could potentially overtake someday if Wizard of Oz becomes forgotten. True. I mean, there was a recent is, one that is just it? came out, right? Wizard of Oz? Like a, uh, an Oz thing? Yeah, yeah, like a remake. I don't think it did very well. I don't, think I don't really. remember it. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I've even seen it. I think it was the a original? busy time in my life. No, the... The latest. The new one. Yeah. Have you ever seen Return to Oz? No. You want to talk about like steampunk creepy. I only saw it once and I was uh, 10, 12, something like that. I just caught it on TV and it's just like, what? Even at the time, oh my, my very, uh, my ute, I was uh, all of a sudden just like, man, how many drugs are these people taking for this freaking thing? Yeah. Uh, well, 1985, probably like 80% of them. I mean, didn't our parents and every other parent do for cocaine back in the 80s? <laughs> I mean, watch the holiday special and you'll find out. Fool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, did you cocaine? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did cocaine. Everybody could cocaine in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And kids thought it was like the thing to do, you know? <coughs> sure, sure. Everyone, I mean, everyone in baseball did it in the 70s, so... <laughs> That's true. I mean, you figure, and this is a terrible thing to say, but it's got to be better than the shit they're putting in their bodies today. Mm. I mean, honestly, would you rather eat a Tide Pod or do cocaine? I think I'd rather do cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. Gronk loves those, loves those Tide Pods. That's you see that? You see that commercial? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. He needs to retire. He needs to get out of there now while he still has his youth and he's still walking on two legs. I don't know. He's still making plays. He's still making plays. Yeah, he's slow, though. He's, he's. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think he's got much left in him. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But let's not talk about football because I'm disappointed about my Bears this week. Sorry. Well, yeah. backup quarterback couldn't do it. That's just garbage. Hey, if we get, we get Trubisky back, we'll be good. All right. <laughs> I hope great at second I place in all these games. We're all good. We're all good. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? See what you did there. That's really, right. really nice. You like that? <laughs> anyway, so they talk about the study. The algorithm they used 
used IMDb as its source material. So immediately, I'm like, well, IMDb has great info, but when it comes down to like quotes, nah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the you. the success of the film is usually me- measured by revenue. It's not, however. <coughs> um, the best movies are simply ones that sell more like any other product. Hold on, I'm trying to read what they did here. The success of the film is usually me- measured through its box office revenue or through the opinion of professional critics. Such me- measures, however, may be influenced by exper- external factors such as ads or trends. Mm. So that's why they looked at <coughs> um, quotes. That makes that makes sense. Remakes and spinoffs. Mm. I mean, I I love the uh, I really dig the um, references. The references, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I really dig the criteria for what they're basing all of this on. I just hate the fact that I had to go to IMDb for this shit. Right. When I think IMDb, I think of like incorrect spoilers of TV shows. That's what I think when I think of IMDb. I just I, I think IMDb is valued for when it was made, who was involved in making it. Yeah, and just and having a really shitty website. But like the the um the little biographies and stuff are like meh. Yeah, there isn't a lot of thought put into them. It's almost, it's almost like. Uh, you think that like they think took the, the first line, at, like the first generic line of anything anyone ever wrote about anybody, and just stuck it there. Hmm. This is the most boring thing ever, pretty much. I'm actually not yeah. sure how IMDb and my, the actor or actresses might be in charge of what's on the site. IMDb, really? I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Like what's put in their little bio there. Kev, can you find that out for us? Can you look out? Can you look that out for us? Yeah, Kev, figure that out. Where are your nuclear vessels? All right, sweet. Thanks, dude. Awesome. We'll look forward to your report next week. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they base their study on the key intuition that a successful movie will probably will be probably known and referenced by some of the successive ones for honoring it or for trying to reproduce its outstanding performance. I was going to say uh, reproducing or just like taking their inspiration and their uh, inspiration and um, yeah, just inspiration. That's all I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) But like find all these for some reason, I'm having a hard time coming up with synonyms (laughs) tonight. We are. So just think about this, like in my life, how much has Star Wars come up? You know, in oh, references. God. And then, I mean, agree, we are Star Wars fans. But Wizard of Oz is, like, way lower in references in my life, in particular. And I'm not... I'm I'm trying to not count, like, when I played the West End Games RPG or when I read books or whatever. I'm talking about just, like, interacting with normal people that I wouldn't expect to be Star Wars fans. Mm, yeah. Makes sense. But then you think about the songs and stuff that were in Wizard of Oz, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, you have things like, we're not in Kansas anymore. And, like, mm. I mean, that's just such a yeah. perfect line that everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. 
had a childhood growing up knows that freaking line. Which mm-hmm. I think is cool. I mean, like, just props. Props to Wizard of Oz. That's a pretty cool accomplishment, cool achievement. Again, don't trust uh, IMDb as far as I can piss on them, but um, pretty you ever, cool. You ever do the, like, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon backwards thing? What? You never heard of that? You sync up no. uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? I think it's backwards. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's Dude, what we I've did in college. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded stupid, but it worked. That's true, and it was pretty sweet. <laughs> or oh, I think cool, man. It, maybe it wasn't backwards. I think it was just playing it at the same time. God, I suck. I we did. Su- that I remember. S- I remember we played a song backwards. I'm not sure what it was, but it's Helter really Skelter. freaky. And I was sitting in a room with everyone was high. Helter Skelter. Yeah, it was it was uh, crazy, crazy. But anyway, just Wizard of Oz references. They're all over the place, apparently. Yep, here we are. And, well, here we go. So, uh, you ready for some news, Kev? Where are your nuclear vessels? Oh, right. good man. He's always ready. Yes. So, we have... A couple things that are kind of spoilery. We're going to push them to the latter half. Uh, episode 9 and the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Who loves some episode 9 news? We all do. Who doesn't? <clears throat> and so we'll start off with a little cartoon thing that uh, Star Wars announced this past week. It was kind of a surprise. I didn't get any wind of it beforehand. And... Um, who was I following on Twitter? It was like Phil. He's like some um, model art concept dude. Posted it. Zotek. Zotek, I think his name is. And um, I was like, what? What the fuck is this? And then I went on to him. I'm like, oh my God. It's like a whole new fucking cartoon series. And it's just like shorts of adventures that characters from the OT, original trilogy. OT. Doing their thing. And... Uh, it looks pretty cool. And on first viewing of the uh, of the trailer and art, what do you think, James? Uh, I thought it was cool. I really liked how they pulled in the actual um, the actual audio from the original the original trilogy to play in there. I thought that was a really cool touch. I'm glad they did that. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's more of a remains to be seen thing with me. Yeah. So we're going to play the the trailer for you guys and um it's it's kind of it's it's kind of like an inch I I feel like it's kind of an intro to characters from the original trilogy for like kids possibly but like not young young kids but we'll talk about that um after we play this sweet trailer that I'm not ready to play right now cuz after a few ready. words from our sponsors <laughs> Kev, what do you think? <laughs> Kev, Kev, do you have Where anything you want to add to the sponsorship vessels? message? Where are your nuclear vessels? Oh, okay. Good man. Oh, good man. Good man. Good. <laughs> up on the in the Star Wars back. galaxy, adventure awaits in a thrilling new series of shorts. So team up with your friends. Are you sure this thing is safe? Grab your lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Yeah, grab your lightsaber. 
fix your starship. How's this? Use the force. All too easy. Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. And stand up to evil. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. Coming soon to the all-new Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. So that's the other piece of news. They created a new channel called Star Wars Kids. You like that Uh. maneuver or? Uh. I mean, they're gonna have they're gonna have Star Wars Kids stuff. So I'm all (laughs) for this. Like. Separate it out for the people that don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Have a channel for it. Mm-hmm. I am all for that. I like that. I mean, I have kids growing up. They're they're gonna want. I mean, I'm gonna want them <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna want my kids to be just as addicted to it as I am. Exactly. And if they're not, I'm gonna punish them. <laughs> that's not creepy at all. No. 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 Good. I don't know how I feel about uh, a Star Wars YouTube channel. Um, Star Wars Kids. Oh, whatever. Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. I uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I see. F- you know, I say all this stuff, and then ultimately, it all comes down to the fact that as long as they keep making money to produce halfway decent shit, do what you have to. <laughs> The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I guess. So if you got to... Hey, you know what? Kenny G, perfect example. That motherfucker's a millionaire. You know why? Because he played shit. Christmas shit to naked babies on cassette tapes. and It was weird. But guess what? He's a millionaire now. So Star Wars has to come out with this... I'll call it what it is, some subgrade child stuff, just to keep that attention span going before we really hook up on the live action stuff. So be it. I I I slightly maybe agree. I mean I like I'm looking at this more of like the perp like what are they doing with the show? And I think it's more to pull in new audience. Yeah. Because it's kind of introducing the characters we already have known for fucking 30 years plus. Mm. So you got to think about people just entering it now, mainly kids. They're going to see this teenagers. I say teenagers because I've seen, they've released the first few, mm-hmm. a couple of Vader ones, a R2, C3PO one and a loose Skywalker and Chewie one. And they're each like a minute the violence. Long. Well, like Brutality. they, 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 they seem kind of violent to me. <sighs> yeah, um, I sat down with like my three-year-olds today and put it on, and there were a couple of scenes I was like, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> <laughs> one of them is literally like a mirror of the Vader scene at the end of Solo. Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One. That's what I meant to say. Wow. Did you really? Wow. I did. It's fine. Kev, Kev, insult him now. It's, it's fine. 
Where are your nuclear vessels? Good job, Guys. good job, Kev. We're fine. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? <laughs> um, end of Rogue One is what I meant to say. Uh, but I think he's entering the the Tantivy Four in A New Hope is what it's meant to be. Yeah, but yeah. It, it kind of looks like the end of Rogue One, also, which <laughs> makes sense. Well, I'll say now that I've shit on it, the things I really like about it, uh, the animation is very cool. The animation doesn't look childish. I'll it's I'll say that again. Uh, it doesn't look like super childish, like Resistance. Mm. Uh, I I like it better. And what they do is they have these scenes overlap with audio from the OT, but in a in a, like a mixed sequential order. So like. You'll yeah. hear the audio from the original trilogy going on, but you don't necessarily it won't necessarily pair up with the exact scene from the original trilogy. Therefore, it's sort of like watching something a little bit new, but you already know the words. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like you're hearing young Harrison Ford talking over like on and you're like, Holy shit And a scene that you've never seen before. Oh, for sure. It's pretty cool. I yeah I really like that I think that is a very cool thing and again like I said I like it better than Resistance um, I think this is some promise I'll be interested to see where it goes are these all like uh, are they all shorts yeah so there were five of them released so far and they're about a minute each so they're pretty short but really yeah. cool like the animation you said is really fun and when Luke lights his lightsaber <laughs> hey Cool. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like there's like wind blowing up in, his, in front of him. Yeah, it's like this this wind is like blowing his hair back as he lights it. It's like I I mean it's funny, but I also like it at the same time. So it yeah, kind of like, gives it some from extra zazz. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I like it. I dig. I dig. Uh, so overall, I'm looking forward to see what happens with it. Uh, little things here and there. Now, a little hesitant, but I mean, I think I, I think they'll like pull anything in. Else, you gotta wait to see what happens. Remember those young adult novels that came out about like Leia and Luke? The newer ones? They're they're canon newer, yeah. Uh, no, I boycotted them. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think they're gonna pull in some of that stuff, like the story uh, from that, like between when Leia gets caught on the Cantivy <coughs> Four. And her getting putting him in, in in the cell block, right, right. Like that I mean, kind of stuff. If they do some of that fill in, that'll be kind of cool. I, I I can dig that. Anything else? Man, eh, not so much. Right. All right. Uh. So let's see. Next up, we have Cass Cassian Andor live action series now. As according to Deadline, they're reporting that Stephen Schiff, 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 Schiff. you sure? Schiff, Schiff. Are you Schiff? Sure. Are you Schiffing me? Are you Skr or Sure? <laughs> Schiff, Skr, Schiff. I'm Skrs. I feel like it'd be Skiff, right? Schiff. No, it's Schiff. Okay, all right. Stephen <laughs> Schiff. Wait, wait, wait. No, it is. It's S C H I F F. It's Schiff. 
right. Okay. All right. I mean, I say school, school, not school. Kev, how do they say it in fucking England over there? Where are your nuclear vessels? See? I'm right. Yeah. Told okay. you. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Stephen Schiff has been selected by Lucasfilm as the showrunner slash executive producer for what we have already talked about, the Cassian Andor live action series, spy drama, awesome fucking can't wait for him to navigate the, uh, the Imperials and stay out of sight and gain info and, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, murder people and I don't know. I'm like <laughs> trying to think of like spy intrigue shit. Yeah, like Star Wars stuff here or a little Star Wars stuff <laughs> there. I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Like I want to see James him, Bond uh, wanna, of uh, Do do you think uh they'll he'll be portrayed as someone who is uh like the casting we see at the beginning of Rogue One where he's just cold dark savage brutal That's like what i want i want like every episode people to die start they with die that. like you know dgaf yeah can we have like every episode start like that oh my god that'd be amazing like just shoot some dude like sorry the alliance <laughs> is better <laughs> off with you dead uh yeah pretty much <laughs> sorry uh i'm i'm excited because i haven't seen the show but he is a big influence on the show the americans Mm, yeah which i did a little research on but i haven't watched it and it's about russian spies integrating themselves into the u.s and acting as i believe acting as family raising family and having to to balance being a spy as well as having a family in the u.s and also being an assassin because they definitely kill people on that show and that's what we want Cassian to do exactly <laughs> I want, uh, you wonder like you wonder if he's going to be like uh, well, like I said you know if he's going to if he's if, ugh, is he going to be good and then we're going to see him just become so jaded that by the end of this live action series he's the Cassian that we see at the beginning of Rogue One yeah like you, you learn what makes him the way he is uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. i and i don't think it'll be about how him and k2 met like i think it'll start off with them already being together because that was done in the comics but who knows mm-hmm. they could bring it on to live action maybe you can see him programming him like him coming to life or something like that yeah like a little like glimpses here in the first here and there in the first episode flashbacks yeah, there's there's a lot that they can do there. Hmm. Interesting. I think that'd be cool. I I wonder if they're gonna go back to um oh, what was that trade casting casting trading post or something like that initially what they had when uh Ring of Kafreen. Ring of Kafreen, thank you. Good, Kifreen, good, good, yeah. uh, good pick on that. Um I really liked that set. I wish they could have spent a little bit more time there. Uh, I'm way, I'm like a hundred and two hundred percent with you. I fucking, that was like the movie started off and then it went to there and I was like, (coughs) Oh my God, I love this movie. Love, 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 love. Like I like 
that underworld seedy shit. Mm-hmm. And then like random stormtroopers walking by. Oh, so good. Fucking yep. more. Give it. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's that was pretty cool. I mean, we'll pull. Mm, now will they go to Yavin? Do you think Yavin Four? They should, right? I mean, is are they? Well, are they there yet? You got Yavin. I mean, you could go crate even. Mm, yep. Heard. Yep. Because they they must have some set pieces from there they could use. You know, and that would uh, that would pair real nicely if they wanted to tie in the Leia novel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? When she then stops they by and stumbles see in. Bail, or, Bail Organa down there. Oh, bring me Jimmy. Yeah, is Jimmy Jimmy shit's gonna come in? I want some Jimmy. I mean, who doesn't love Jimmy Smith? What was the uh, first thing you ever saw him in? West Wing. That was me. Oh, well, Star Wars. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was I'm the very sure. first thing you ever saw Jimmy Smith in. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, you're right. It was Star Wars. <laughs> that goes way back. <laughs> I know that goes way back. That goes deep at the deep cut right there. Yeah, that was definitely way before uh, um, West Wing. But I feel like I don't know. I really like West Wing. I wish there was more. I never West Wing, saw but... West Wing. Good. You never saw West Wing? No, no. Oh no, man! It's fantastic. Anyways, uh, it'd be cool if Jimmy Smith made an appearance in this Cassian Andor live action. I think that'd be a really good way to sort of tie a lot of stuff in and really kind of maybe give people more of what they wanted that they didn't get in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Does, that make sense? Does that make any sense? Yeah, definitely makes sense. Where are your nuclear vessels? Kev agrees. Listen, no one asked for your opinion, buddy. <laughs> Oh, Kev. Anyways, I know. He's always crazy. butting in. I know, always butting in with your crazy little crazy British ideas. <sighs> Fucking Conquering British ideas. World, all that shit. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of craziness, mm-hmm. we got. Um, we're gonna go into some spoilery stuff. So, if people don't want to hear anything, I mean, they're not that bad there's one at the very end of the mandalorian news that the mandalorian news that will be maybe bad like not bad but like a lot of plot possibly and yeah, mcguffin i'm just gonna, gonna warn you right now i don't know what to think of this yeah well i mean both i mean i'm not a huge mandalore guy are you i'm not not really so already this is a stretch for me yeah but it's cool, nonetheless. So we'll go over that at the end. Yes. But we'll start with some lighter, lighter, uh, spoilery stuff. So if you want to not hear any of this, uh, fast forward to, I guess we're done. <laughs> it's just all spoilers. <laughs> you don't want to hear spoilers. Enough. Turn it off. Go home. Thanks for listening. Think about what you did. Where are your nuclear vessels? Yes, exactly. Thanks, Kev. Kev. You can sign off now if you want to, buddy. I don't want to make your ears bleed. <laughs> um, so, okay. First up, we got an episode nine leaks. A little bit. 
And it's it's this is courtesy of Jason over at Making Star Wars, who we both met at Celebration. Yeah. Um, two things. One is about Kylo's helmet. Mm, I thought this was interesting. Yeah. So he said that Kylo Ren has reforged the mask that we saw him demolish in uh, The Last Jedi. And <clears throat> it's like pieced back together using like some red crystalline crystalline bonding material. So it gave it like a, as he says, a very corrupted look. Okay. Um, and he was thinking like, you know, a little Vader looking a little obvious because it's a helmet, I guess. And then some mall stylings because it's red. I don't know. <laughs> I think red obvious, you know, going with this black helmet, your dark Lord of the Sith, maybe not Sith, but a dark Lord. And mm-hmm. yeah, fucking go red. Like, could you imagine like cracked helmet looking like a, like a red line through it or something like that. Yeah. Like, like a lightning kind of, kind of jaggedy red cracks throughout it. And they're all red. That would look bad ass. I can see, like, like yeah. it, it gives it gives him an element of like chaos. Like this guy doesn't have it all together here. He doesn't have like a nice, pristine-looking suit. Like he obviously broke his helmet at some point. Right. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? You like it? Uh, hopefully, it doesn't make him look like a Cylon. Ooh, ooh! I see where you're going. Yeah. Fucking nowhere. I I really hope it's not that because I would I feel like that'd be too much cheese. Yeah. But who knows? You know, I could be wrong from time to time. Sometimes I am. But they but, didn't. Uh, they didn't really have like lightning looking. I don't know. Didn't look pieced together. I mean, the eyes were like red, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is this is gonna be cool and it's gonna drive the uh, cosplayers just absolutely insane because. This is now a whole nother like costume and setup that they have to get. Uh, <coughs> they like it. They like it. Oh yeah, no, they love all that shit. Any any chance to you know stand out and do your thing, good for them. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty badass, honestly. Yeah, and and you think should he should he continue to wear a helmet in episode nine, or would you rather see him helmetless? I prefer the helmet only because he looks like a doofus without it. <laughs> you don't like Adam Driver looks? I think he can look pretty <laughs> badass if he wanted to. If he wanted to, but he doesn't. Yeah. He reminds which, me of Napoleon Dynamite. Which I think is like kind of his like character. So that plays into needing the mask. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, heard. Yeah. So yeah. like Kylo, if you think about Kylo being a little insecure here and there or insecure looking who knows what the fuck he's thinking um ray obviously thought he was insecure but he totally just went the opposite direction she thought he would yeah he went full crazy yeah for sure so i think the mask is as another element of what the fuck yeah no i idea mean what he saw do. like people people react to that 
Yeah. I mean, like subordinates and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they will, they will all react to that in the way that he wants it to, because you know he has the force. He can automatically inspire fear just by using dark side powers. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mask just helps. Right, Kev? Exactly. Where are mask. your nuclear vessels? Mm-hmm. Exactly, Kev. Exactly. So his other little tidbit in episode nine was about BB-8. And who knows if this will happen because I feel like every other droid thing, like, oh, another new droid is going to be in the next movie. And then there's a bunch of toys for the new droid. And then he's like not in the movie. Right. Or like in the background for like half a second. So right. who knows what this is going to be. But apparently BB-8 has a sidekick in episode nine. And it's like a little droid. And he says it's named Dio. A little droid. Um, like the 80s band. And I don't know. I, th- I think. Uh, Do you, does BB-8 need a sidekick? No. This is the question. No. Like what? what's up with JJ adding like 80 characters to every new movie <laughs> agreed again <laughs> unnecessary don't eat it like uh, it's just I, I will say if you if you're if you don't have much r2 and c3po at all in this movie then yeah fine throw in something else with bb8 that they can interact because then you got the whole c the 3po r2 thing gone have a bb8 something else do going on that's true but you yeah, still have R2 in there and C3PO. Uh, okay, you're kind of flooding flooding it with droids and characters and stuff, so and shit. Un- unnecessary <coughs> unnecessary characters. I mean, again, it's it's all isn't it it's all ultimately a ploy just to get more merch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what everything's all about half the time anyways is like mm-hmm. oh we can have this new character yep more merch heard i want a stuffed dl that'd be sweet yeah i know like is it necessary i don't know i don't think so yeah, but they, they're gonna make money and again like i said they got to keep our beloved star wars going so whatever it takes yeah and it makes it sound like bb it's kind of like a a mentor for this next droid uh, whatever mm. Which will be interesting and... Well. Probably will be cut. <laughs> yeah. Who are we getting here? There'll be plenty be of total, merch for it. Totally cut. BB-90, you know, you know. That was that R2 unit from Rogue One. Like, all stuff, like, wasn't even in there. I know. Like, so what's that? Uh, what color will he be? Ugh. Who knows? Pink? Oh, my God. Please don't. I mean... Please. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's the episode nine stuff. We got the Mandalorian stuff. Let's go to hit, the, uh, let's, let's go to uh Tatooine. Yeah. I was going to hit up the casting one first, but yeah, making star Wars did talk about, cause they've been like staking out the set. Jason oh, hard, yeah. hard <laughs> sitting there with a camera, like 24 seven, it seems. But um, filmed some stuff and spotted some Jawas on set, mm-hmm. which obviously 
to us means it was it takes place on Tatooine. Exactly. Which would match the description of the show being on the Outer Rim. And I mean, what do you think about that? Does that mean I mean that's where his armor is, Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. If we're going to include him in the Mandalorian. Uh yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of hoping when like when they say <coughs> when they say far away, they really mean far away, like actually, uh, you know, yeah. planets we haven't heard from yet, kind of far away. That I was really hoping like for unknown region. Exactly, unknown regions where you can see some chips. Yeah, I wish, but ain't gonna happen. Um, but instead, we're going to get Tatooine, so we're going to get some familiarity. We're going to get some you know, new spots that people are going to be aware of. And I, I think the whole Jawas thing kind of gives it away because they said they saw Jawas. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, Utini. We're gonna, what? Utini. Utini! Yeah, number 11. Um, <laughs> are we going to see any other plants, though? I really hope so. I don't want it just to be friggin'. Yeah, it's a TV show though. Like you can only have like a couple sets, or it gets way too expensive. Yeah, no, it's true, and they can recycle a lot of that stuff that because they've had it before. But I don't know. They can recycle it. Yes, it's cheap. Yes, and probably you know if it does pick up steam and get more popular, yeah, they'll probably like introduce newer, um, you know, better, yeah. uh, <clears throat> better plans and stuff like that. But uh, theoretically, a lot of the stuff has already been, uh, you know, it's already been built from you know being used in the in the trilogy and the standalones and stuff like that. So theoretically, they should have this already, and it shouldn't be that hard to bring it in. So I'm thinking like. Okay, so now we know it's on Tatooine. We know Boba Fett, quote-unquote, died on Tatooine. So we know there's a set of man, uh, Mandalorian armor on Tatooine after Return of the Jedi. And then we know this takes place after, I think, what? How many years after? Three? Uh, like three or four years after, right. I can't remember. Um, also, there's the whole controversy. Is Boba Fett really Mandalorian? Oh, God, if he isn't, I'm going to kill people. Well, I think in the EU, he's not technically. If I was reading correctly. Really? Like, Django... How is that possible? Django was kind of not, but then... Uh, fucking, I can't remember. <coughs> he's Mari from... He's a Kiwi. And, like, people always assume that, like, yeah, Mandalorian's hardcore, kind of tribal. That That's right up the key. That's right up the Kiwi way. Hmm. Be, I mean, that would be my thought. There's anyways. like avid Star Wars fans who are like this podcast sucks. They don't know that Django fits <laughs> Mandalorian or not. Listen, this is why this podcast is amazing because we are for the working man. We are the working so, people. Wikipedia says he claimed to have been born on. This is Django Fett, Boba Fett's dad. Claimed to have been born on the planet Concord Dawn, a Mandalorian world, but the exact authenticity of this claim was unknown. He wore Mandalorian armor after becoming a bounty hunter and assassin for hire, a fact that led officials of Mandalore to disavow any connection to Fett. Wait. Hmm. 
claiming he was simply a bounty hunter who somehow stole an artifact from their planet's troubled past. I think that's... I think that's kind of cheese. I don't think... I don't think that's... I I still like to believe he's an actual Mandalorian. That would be really cool, and I would, I think, really upset a lot of uh, of fans out there. Honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Do I hope that we see like Boba Fett in this? I really hope not. However, who is the actor that played Django Fett? Tomorrow Morrison. Yes. Right. If they did bring Boba Fett in, I'm just kind of going off here. If they did bring him in, would you want to see him play him? Because he would have aged accurately. I would. I would love that. (laughs) I definitely think they have to do that. I think there'd be an outrage. Well, if they didn't, if if you're going to cast a live action uh, Boba old Fett, Boba Fett, you have to because yeah. he's a clone of him. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, right? You just can't not do that. But will I mean? Does you know? Will he, Will this be something that the guy actually does though? Like that's that's the question. You know, is is it going to be worth it enough, like, to pay him enough to go on this thing? You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I see. Like, will he just? Of course he will. <laughs> Fucking, I think he's a guy that's like any kind of call from Lucasfilm. He's like, fuck yeah. When's the next plane? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? All right, here is the next convention where I could charge two hundred and fifty dollars for my autograph. I just think of Ray Park doing his role when he was talking about getting called up for uh, the cameo in Solo. Oh yeah, he's like fuck yeah. He's like yeah, fucking yeah. Obviously, yeah, sign me, sign me the f. Cancel all my plans. I am going to yeah. film this right now. Uh, we're canceling Christmas. What about you, Cap? <laughs> Would you be excited if you came into this? Where are your nuclear vessels? Ah, indeed. Yes, indeed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So nah, we're all excited. We well, I guess. So speaking excited. of potential casts, we have some spoilery cast. Yes, we do. So, <coughs> Nick Nolte. McNulty? <laughs> no, we're not talking about... Um, not talking about The Wire. The Wire, yes. And why do I always forget that name? THR reports, the Hollywood Reporter states that Nick Nolte has joined the cast of John Favreau's live-action Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. So this makes it, we got Pedro Pascal, we got Gina Carano, <coughs> we talked about those in previous episodes. We got Nick Nolte, we got Carl Weathers. What do you think about this one, this Nick Nolte thing? So he's kind of old. I mean, he's, mm. he's got a good, crazy, evil kind of look to him. Um, I heard he was in a wheelchair recently. <laughs> Wait, in the, in the movie or recently? No, recently in real life. So I don't know... What that means, as far as being able to film scenes, but I mean, maybe they could sub in Terry Crews. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> For Nick Nolte, that's kind of yeah, weird. sure, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, For Carl oof, Weathers, yeah, and I don't know. <clears throat> Nick Nolte, I think mm. he's a good actor. Um, I think he's a great actor, but man, he's oh, he's gonna have to be like. Some old, like, seasoned bounty hunter mentor guy trying to kill him or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> I hope he's a mentor. That'd be pretty cool. 
that would be kind of cool. He'd be like the like you know Lee Marvin, the actor from like way back when. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin Ernest Borgnine. <clears throat> Old school actors. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, like legends in their time, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. people looked up He's to definitely them. Definitely part like, of that. Yeah. And as they as they were older, like the roles that they took were more like mentorish figures, mm-hmm. like Lee Marvin and Emperor of the North and stuff like that. <clears throat> which I think is <clears throat> which I think is kind of cool. Like who you know Lee Marvin mentoring a young Keith Carradine. That was that was pretty cool. But anyways, um, yeah, Nick Nolte. Who do you think he yeah. could play? Think of all the characters. Nolte? Yeah. You know, like say say he can't walk, for instance. You know what he's going to be then? Then he might be, he might play a hut, the voice of a hut. Interesting. You know, like. I didn't even thought of that. <coughs> you know, we had. Yeah, um, that could be. We had, um, oh my God. Um, sh- I feel like that'd Depp. be a waste, though. Like, look at him. You need him as like a, I mean, a grizzled kind of a waste, even though he's an asshole. I mean, a grizzled old dude. Like, he'd be. I think he'd be a good like retired veteran, or or uh, watch turn. Watch how he turns out to be uh, Rex. <laughs> yes. Or well, yeah, Boba Fett. <laughs> Fuck. Right, damn it! No, I, w- I was no. thinking like Dengar or something because I don't think Dengar's, I don't think his fine finality has been written out yet. I know he's in the aftermath series. Yeah, he's just like kind of out there. Yeah, and he's old, so maybe <coughs> Dengar well, also, or another bounty hunter. Also, um, this Freetown, because we learned about that in the aftermath, thanks to Claudia Gray. Mm. So maybe there's something going on there that like it's kind of the wild wild west. And yeah. You know, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of money to be made for the man or the Mandalorian or the woman Lorian or whatever the hell it is. Gotta be equal these days. Um, there's money to be made for the person with the right set of skills. That's probably the Freetown is probably the hive of scum and villainy. Mm Mm-hmm. In a way that it's like legitimate scum and villainy i don't know like people go there knowing that that's what it's like i don't know Who knows? well that that's is that the town that the guy that <coughs> got boba fett's armor is just like the sheriff yeah he's the sheriff and then there's the uh animal master tamer from um <laughs> what's his yeah, name? yeah 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 the rancor like yeah. that's where that's where he went mm-hmm. so gotcha yeah i I don't, Maybe we'll see him. He could be, I mean, his age and stuff, he could be anyone from the OT. That's Han human. Solo. Right? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Probably not Han Solo. <laughs> Mal- Malika, Malakili is the Rancor trainer. Malakili, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I had such a hard time following all those micro stories and friggin' uh, Right? Yeah. Well, whatever. God, so All the stories were happening. There's only so much you can remember, and we're not amazing Star Wars fans like some of the listeners no, we may no. have and we no, apologize for that just a bunch of bums with yeah. microphones we just like garbage. talking about it <laughs> <laughs> fuck so the Russo brothers <laughs> were on the set of the Mandalorian Anthony and Joe Russo took a picture with John Favreau and YTT 
and um, some other dude. Dude. But the Russo brothers, as we know, are heavily involved with the latest Avenger movies. Mm-hmm. So, so if they were at all involved, if they are at all involved with Mandalorian, that'd be pretty cool. That would be, but it could just be like a whole, a totally just a fan thing. Like they just want to come and hang and like see all this stuff. You know what I mean? True. Oh, and the other guy is Peyton Reed, who did Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of money to be investing in that movie or in this uh, live action show. But hmm. I mean. Disney is like the Vatican. Every the halls are paved in gold and red marble. So <laughs> they're all just like together having a giant director or writer orgy of Marvel and Star Wars. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, I would be. I would be okay with that. Surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they're involved with it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if they helped out a little bit, but. They're probably just there to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Favreau's probably like, hey, you want to have a drink? <coughs> on, on the set here, on Tatooine. And then It'll he's like, something. wait, 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 let's take a picture. Okay, let's post it. All right, done. Yeah. It'll be something terribly lame. We shouldn't give our hopes up. <laughs> probably. What'll happen is it'll be an absolute waste of the character. and We're going to criticize it for a long time. Because mm. that's usually what happens. Yep. Well, speaking of like plot type stuff, this is the big, the big thing, the big uh, spoilery Spoiler. thing. So if you really don't want something on the Mandalorian, you want to wait it out. Just you're weak. You're soft. You're weak. You're a kneeler. <laughs> kneeler. <laughs> and uh, just turn it off, I guess. But final um, warning. Kev, give the final warning. Yes, Kev, give it. Where are your nuclear vessels? All right, heard. All right. Spill it. So, making Star Wars <coughs> reported that um, they've revealed, quote-unquote, the MacGuffin, which is like the plot-driving device, of a Star Wars The Mandalorian. And... and. The poster on... Star Wars leaks shared that I guess the Mandalorian encounters a baby, a baby on one of his missions, missions, okay, that he is supposed to kill. But instead of that, he ends up saving it. And a lot of the rest of the story revolves around their growing relationship and his efforts to keep the child safe (coughs) and protected. Oh my God, help me. I know, right? Is it Ray? Is it you know? Fucking everyone's gonna go off there. Oh. <laughs> First off, it's not fucking Ray. Kev probably Ray's thinks it a, is. Kev, Kev, where are your Ray's nuclear vessels? Yeah, he thinks. No, it is. I do not want to hear your Ray's Kenobi bullshit. <laughs> Had enough of that. It is Tatooine. Who knows what he did on <clears throat> that planet? It's true. It's true. <laughs> He was cleaning his hut and or hiring maids to clean his hut, and then who knows, you know. Anyways, but yeah, I uh, hmm, baby. Oh, well, God. if he's hired to kill a baby, it's probably an important baby. Mm-hmm. Um, a force-using baby, possibly. That would be intriguing 
in terms of a let's get people to watch the show because you got a force involved element to the story. <coughs> yep, true. Uh, I like that. Other than that, the uh, Jason mentioned something in his theory was um, that it's the heir to man to Mandalore, the planet, or, or just the, the Mandalorian Mandal- people. Mm. And the hero was on a quest to restore Mandalore f- for like Mandalorian. Hmm. Maybe. I, I I think like uh the layperson, why would they care about Mandalore? Yep, heard. Because I mean we like, care about Star- Mandalore. Like, like even- I wouldn't mind seeing it, obviously. But I'm just right, talking no, about right, right. But like even Star Wars fans like the I'll say level like mid-level Star Wars fans that like love watching the movies over and over again but never read the books like they don't know who the fuck Mandalore is mm-hmm. they have no clue maybe and they're not going to want to know too because they'll just be like uh, I'm just not going to read that I'm just going to watch the movies and hopefully that'll explain everything that's that's how exactly how that's going to go yeah yeah I mean, those those really look like Jawas, but what if they were just hooded <clears throat> hooded figures? I mean, it could all. I mean, really, is it could be anything. It could be all huge ploy, which would be cool. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen something like that. Be, from, so, I mean, what if it was Jakku? <sighs> no, I, I don't I, want it, it to would, be. Well, I mean, it would pull in people. Is what I'm saying. True. True. You got this Mando protecting Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Oh, <gasps> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Like what? I mean, what? Baby, I guess it would be kind of cool if that did happen, but to make her the focus of the entire story is something unlikely. They wouldn't. They just. I. I they just wouldn't do that in a story, because it'd be mixing too much with like episode nine and shit like that. You yeah, know what I mean? You'd be, you'd be stepping on toes for sure. <clears throat> yeah, stepping on toes and like really limiting what J.J. Abrams is not going to do creatively. So, you really don't want to do that. You want to make sure that whoever's doing episode nine new trilogy and who disney has basically contracted to own those new characters like ray and poe and finn and all that like give them as wide of open palette as possible so i don't think we're going to see anything outside of a minor easter egg connection to the new trilogy hmm. yeah i'm just hoping i'm just thinking i wouldn't be su- <coughs> i wouldn't be surprised if there's like an end or like some climax where you find out it's someone like incredibly important like Kylo Ren or Ben Solo or something. <clears throat> the baby? No. But it would be cool. I'm trying no. to think who else. No. no, they couldn't. It's going to have to be some it'll have to be some random force user. Or the heir to Mandalore. Or the heir to Mandalore. Yeah. It could be like Sabine's child or something. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, uh, there's only another. How, how awesome would it be if it was a force using kit, baby? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that would be huge. And like the Mandalore is hired to kill this baby by first order, I assume. Yeah, or capture, or like you know yeah. what I mean, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he like gains a. Fin- it's probably maybe not a baby, maybe like a two-year-old or three-year-old that can talk. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. But he can't do it. <clears throat> he can't do it, and he just ends up protecting it, raising it. That'd be cool if it had the force. Falling in love with it. Yeah. In a parental kind of way. Like he goes to like get the baby some milk and the milk just like floats over to the baby's hands. And the milk's blue. <laughs> and the milk's blue. Uh, yes. That would uh, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kev? Where are your nuclear vessels? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not original. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could do. You could do better. Kevin. I find that um, answer vague and unconvincing. Yeah, mm, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not Kazuda or Kazudo, whatever the hell his name is, and uh, Resistance. That would just be weird. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> no, I like Resistance, but that character is. I'm having trouble getting past his antics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not really, not not really into it. So I don't think it'll. Um, it's not going to be anything that ties directly into the new trilogy. That is all. That's it. It's just there's just no way. I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't know to that because I wouldn't be surprised. I I. It'd be cool if there was some giant. Holy shit! Moment mm. where like that's fucking Ray, and that's why she ends up on Jakku the way she is, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Right, right, right. But again, I feel like it's too much of a it's too much of a plot reveal for the new trilogy, you know what I mean? Like, you're giving away so much when Star Wars and Lucasfilm has, and Disney has so much money to be made off of those off of, of those uh, franchises, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then those stories, like, they could go with the movie to do that i don't know yeah uh i think honestly i lean with you but i think there's still a chance yeah still uh, a there's, chance. there's definitely a chance sure. i mean mandalore is also obviously <laughs> a choice and it seems a little more legit in terms mm. of story but how are, how do you bring in the general public onto a story like that you'd have to do it right you just do it right and so far it's been good but not great so i don't put any faith in it (laughs) you'd have to do a lot of storytelling to get people to be like oh that's what that but hey you know what i think disney plus is that's what it's aimed at it's like the marvel stuff that they're coming out with is directed towards people that know the lore and want to see more and they must like and if if they want disney plus star wars fans to be people that know the lore and want more, then yeah, make it Mandalore. Fucking mm. do it. I would love that. Like, fine. <clears throat> but I'm just looking at it as like they want, you know, the layperson to watch this show. They're going to be a little confused, at least at first. No, true. True. If they haven't <laughs> seen the Clone Wars. That's especially. The Clone Wars is the biggest, and some rebels, 
those those are two shows that that do a, that uh, reveal a lot about the Mandalorian past <coughs> on screen. So right, but but no, not everyone's been like yeah. watching it, though. and they're not gonna you know watch I mean? this and be like the first the first screen is like watch Clone Wars and the Rebels, then come back and watch this. <laughs> no, they're gonna have to explain some shit, and from what we hear. <laughs> Rumor-wise, the new Clone Wars cartoon, episode uh, season seven, mm. that's coming out on Disney Plus as well, will be Mandalorian focused as well. Well, they have to because they have to wrap up how Ahsoka made it into the Ahsoka novel. Yeah, the Battle of Mandalore or whatever the Civil <laughs> exactly. War. Exactly, Battle of Mandalore, where you see the uh, well, you see Darth Maul, and uh, you see the feigned death feigned demise of Ahsoka Tano and uh, Rex. Mm-hmm. And where she hides her lightsabers in her grave. Mm-hmm. Not hides, but gives up. Throws away. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so, that's, that's... So that's Mandalorian-focused. Who knows? I mean, that's why I'm like, well, I think this could go either way. Mm. Agreed. All right. Um. That's it. That's, news. I mean that that was a lot. That was a lot. I mean, it's a lot of. Do you want to talk Vader? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, dude, that latest that latest comic twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Where did we leave off talking at? I think it was before moment. I think so. The Emperor oh, gave him a lot that's happened then. I think the Emperor gave him the helmet of Darth whatever moment mm-hmm. which we we know was something it connects back to the Lando comic we had read prior the one of the artifacts that was on the Emperor's ship right <coughs> Imperialis mm-hmm. so we knew he had existed so this kind of just reaffirms it and um the emperor gives him the helmet it's like an artifact filled with dark energy dark sith energy and it starts <laughs> talking to vader but you need to like put it on a person <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it helps him build his the big thing is it helps him build his cathedral or whatever his castle on mustafar mm-hmm. and through it it's like a conduit right to like that that other Oh, it's in Rebels. I feel like it's the same thing as in Rebels, right? I get that vibe. The conduit to um, the um, the uh, the world between worlds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where Ezra tried to save Kanan and stuff like that. Yeah, you can like go back in time, save lives. That's how he saved Ahsoka. Right. Should he have? So uh, when 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 in the comic when he's like open, it looks like he's opening a door or like opening a. A portal to this other world the the lines like the art the art of the uh, whatever he's opening it up to looks a lot like that world between worlds we'd see in rebels mm, good catch good catch so i think i think or it's like something very similar because that's right. how because we find out later spoiler alert momen uses that world between worlds to get his own body back from hundreds of years ago like he revives himself 
in the present and then confronts Vader and Vader obviously kicks his ass. <sighs> but it's amazing. I fucking love this storyline and everything about it, the lore, the dark uh, Sith lore, dark force using lore. Uh, lore, lore, lore. Love it. <laughs> I thought it was cool to bring in like you said, Lord Momen, the, the whole lore aspect of it, I think is huge, hugely awesome. Um, pro- we're probably going to get more of it because I feel like this uh, particular um, like series of comics has been getting a lot of like good press. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool to see how all that kind of pans out. And uh, if they're going to do like more of this stuff, because I loved it when like back throwing, I know we're talking about Vader comic, but the tie into it from the Lando comic where we first saw Lord Moment's mask, like there were a lot of Sith artifacts on the Imperialis that I thought was really cool. And the Imperialis was mentioned in the Tarkin novel that came out a couple years ago. Mm. So it's a lot of a lot of cool, like deep cut connections here. And like the graphics that you notice, like on the, on the, um, the world between worlds thing from rebels and like the, the graphics here, where it was the same thing when like you saw the, um, when, when I was trying to make a connection between, Oh gosh, what was that? Uh, clone wars series of episodes where Obi-Wan Ahsoka and Anakin are stuck on that planet. And there's like good force, bad force and father force. Oh my God, it's yes. terrible. I can't believe uh, I just said that. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> damn it. Oh my the God. Ma- <clears throat> wow, I'm so embarrassed. Mortis episodes. Mortis. Mortis. I did not Mortis, Google that. Mortis. That was yeah, from my yeah, memory. Yeah. 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 So remember, I did not Google that. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. <laughs> I know something. <laughs> yeah, the Mortis thing was really cool. And you saw that same symbol, the sort of yin yang, light and darkness side symbol in um, the Jedi Temple at. Uh, oh, in on. Um, Tython. Not Tython. Are we talking Last Jedi? Yes. Yeah, on um, the island there. Yeah, what was it called? <laughs> I keep thinking of Skellig. That's all I think of is like. I know, all I want to say is Skellig, and that's not true. <laughs> Octo. Octo. Octo, thank yes. you. Yes. So, anyways, that's pretty cool. I'll be uh, interested to see how that kind of pans out. Yeah, there's one more. Only one more issue for this series. But I think you're right. They're going to start other things that will dive into it more. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which will be good. Hopefully be pre, to do that. either pre or during the prequels. Like maybe follow the Emperor a little bit and what he thinks and what he researches. <coughs> That'd be cool. You know, that is one character that we still have not yet seen like further developed outside of uh, Lords of the Sith when Vader and Palpatine are stuck on that planet. Yeah. yeah, and you know, our petition for Darth Plagueis to become canon hasn't really gotten anywhere, but Yeah, that kind of fell on its ass, but you know, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, everyone should if you haven't fucking read the Vader comic series, the latest one. It is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can't wait I'm sad that there's a finale for the next one but I can't wait yeah. for it still the cover looks sweet you see the cover yeah it does look pretty dope yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm excited in general for just everything that's coming out right now. I think it's going to be sweet, good. It's going to keep feeding us material for years to come, and that's what we need. Sweet podcasting content. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for tonight. James, punch it. Well, folks, that wraps up episode number 54 on December 3rd, 2018. Don't forget to send us an email at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook slash scruffypodcasters. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Dice, and here we are for the night. Good night. Good luck. There we were, and here we go. May that force of others be with you. Where are your nuclear vessels? <laughs>